Hello and welcome back to another Villa on Tour podcast. This is available on YouTube as well as our uh, listening platform Spotify, Apple. So if you are listening to it, there is a YouTube version. Those of you that are watching, be able to see that I'm with a special guest. Simon's gone on holiday, so uh, the next best thing, Dan Bardell. How are you, mate? You okay? Good, mate. Taking on a bit of a Bertrand Troy all right role. Super sub. Today, super sub, yeah. Happy with it. Or Julian Joachim for people that are, are older and, and watch your stuff. Lovely. Um, no, yeah, we're doing a little podcast today talking about this, uh, the little game that happened yesterday. Um, we're filming this the day after, so it's very raw still, isn't it? Very, very raw. Um, how are you feeling? How initially feeling? Because I'm, I'm just still elated. I, I, I still can't believe it. I tweeted yesterday. Like, I still can't genuinely believe that from where we were, we've done it. I think I still feel the same. I still feel it's not real, quite, mm. quite surreal. This season at times, it's felt like three seasons rolled into yeah. into one because you had obviously the first 12 games or however many it was under mm. Gerrard, which were, were just terrible. And you're looking at the players, you're looking at the manager and just thinking, we are in massive trouble if, if this continues. And Emery comes in and gives you a bit of a bounce yeah. before you go into the World Cup. So that feels like a, even those two games felt a little bit like a... Like like a mini season, then yeah. you you have the break, you come back a little bit up up and down. We won a few, we didn't yeah. look convincing in some of those wins, and then we lost those three games in a row. But then since then, the the back end of the season, like the final third of the season, just been like a steam train, haven't we? Just been relentless, absolutely brilliant. Like I can't I can't put into words what Unai Emery has done oh. to, to this football club. You yeah. know, the word transformative gets used all the time in, <laughs> in in football and in work and whatever. But he has actually transformed this yeah. this football club. Because a lot of the stuff that was in place behind the scenes was in place before he came in. Mm. But he's just made everything better and made the whole club feel aligned. And he's got total control of the football side now. And he, and he absolutely should have because he's, he's earned his stripes. He'll, I'm so confident that he'll go on to be the best manager that I've ever seen. Manage win a trophy, Villa. mate. If, if anyone's going to win us a trophy, whether that be Europe, obviously we're in now, or I mean, we got knocked out of both cups first time. First round, didn't we, this season? Yeah. But just any, if anyone's going to do it, we are so well set up now. Um, if he can't do it, no one's going to do it. Yeah, we'll never win anything again if Unai Emery doesn't, doesn't, doesn't win, a, nah. win a trophy. But I think that's the, you know, you qualify for Europe and on the face of it, you know, people laugh at the Conference League and say it's a bit Mickey Mouse. To us, it means the absolute world yeah, to qualify for Europe huge. because we've got, I do genuinely believe this, in this country, we have got like the top the top set of away fans. Yeah. You know, you, you go every, every single week. Mm. I, I go when I can. To two away games and the people there they're just pure love mm. of, of Aston Villa and they will embrace mm. going away going to all these strange places that they <laughs> might be able to go to that we, that we will have never set foot in before they will all embrace that and, and you know it means more to us qualifying than it does if Tottenham had qualified yeah. oh, 100% they, they didn't, didn't they, even want it no they didn't that's mad by the way and just like you said going to these random places like Talk about pre-season when we went to Wren. Like, you'd, you'd never go on to Wren on holiday or you'd never go there unless you kind of had to. But it's a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful place. Middle of France in the summer. Just going to these places you'd, you'd never go to in these new experiences. I can't wait. You've got to get yourself to some. Get yeah, yourself to some away games. Of course, of course. That, you know, they'll, the Villa fans w- will embrace it. And mm. I think that's the exciting thing about it. But the other thing is that, you know, we've, we've qualified for the Europa yeah. Conference League. But we've got the best manager that you can have for being like in those if you competitions. Can pick anyone, if you yeah. can pick anyone, he's got to be in the top two or three, surely? We're yeah. so well set up. Look, he is. I I think he is an elite 
level manager yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. done at Aston Villa in the short space of time he's been there is borderline ridiculous but you go into that competition you know we haven't won anything for so long <laughs> and you just think there's a real chance of us winning that competition Look with the, him what, the final West Ham Fiorentina similar sort of level if not we're ahead and that's without the sort of investment that we'll probably see this summer players coming in better squad depth it's just like book your flights already to Athens in the final we're not yeah. getting ahead of ourselves but it's, we are very well set up aren't we yeah, it, it's and that's down to him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, many of our players haven't played in Europe mm. b- before. I'm delighted for like Mings and McGinn. Yeah, who've who've Come kind of the been way. there from the start, yeah, the transformation yeah, of the of the club, and actually probably two of our bigger players in this yeah. in this run to get into into Europe. And at times last season, at the start of this season, fans would have been surprised to mm. hear that. Like, I've, I've always loved them both. I think McGinn had some struggles under Gerard. I think Mings actually has had a good season. Yeah, all round. But, you know, for those players to be on this journey and to have carried us through, two of our leaders in mm. our team as well, and for them to actually be two of the bigger players in yeah. this run and help us qualify for so Europe, good. they won't believe it. I mean, Mings has got a new contract. I think McGinn will, will, will sign one soon. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what Unai Emery wants. It's, mm. it's nice for them because they've, they've been on this journey. You know, you see you know, Steer leaving yesterday, and I always find it sad when people in the playoff side leave because yeah. they were a big part How of many, getting us to where Is it just Mings are. and McGinn left now? They're the only two left, two left now, and Steer's been there. I mean, Paul Lambert was yeah, managing. So we bought him from Norwich, didn't he? Yeah, so he's been at the club <laughs> a, a long, long time. But I, I just think you could see what it meant to those players now. And I think when you're a football fan, you know, we, we've we suffered at times as, as Villa fans. You've been to the back end of the country just mm. like, and it's all, and it's been awful and you've been miserable. You've watched us lose, lose horrible games away yeah. from home in the in the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've been to nothing games at Villa Park. We've watched, our, we've watched our team get relegated on 17 points. That wasn't that long mm. ago. I know. I think to see the scene yesterday at Villa Park and see what it meant to the players, Wes Edens, Nasef and, and Emery pitch. walking around at, at the end, the coaching staff. Mm. You don't hear a lot about Emery's coaching staff, in you, fairness. Like, I heard you saying on a podcast, they don't. Have, you don't ever see them, do they? Like, no. Apart from Austin McPhee, you don't see them? Yeah, but watching them all walk yeah. around yesterday and seeing Loving what it, it meant to them, everything just feels as one. And as a football club, when you've got that and you're supporting that team, because the fans are a massive part of it. And Emery, the first thing he does every interview... Yeah is he thanks the fans. He's just yep. an absolute class act. But when your whole club's aligned and, it, and it's like that, it's special because that won't last forever. Mm-hmm. And not many clubs will have that. It's probably three, four teams in the yeah. league that, that have got that at, at the moment. Maybe Newcastle, Man City. Mm. Uh, and us, Liverpool, to be fair, because of the Klopp thing. They all, they all love Klopp. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very, very rare that the whole club is aligned. Mm. At the moment, that's where we are. And we can genuinely go into this summer and be so, so excited. I, I think... Last this time last year, mm. a lot was put on the the big summer that was coming, that and then it well. was going to be the real deal. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it just, although we signed a couple of good players, it just wasn't like that, was it? This season, we can genuinely be excited because mm. look at what he's done with this with the same group of players, with probably one addition that's coming. And, and that addition has been the games. signing of the season. He's been incredible in Moreno. Yeah, he's been been brilliant. Emery's got total control of the football side now, so he's overseeing and making all the footballing decisions. We're going to be bringing in players that he thinks are good enough to take yeah. us to the next level. Players he wants to work with. You trust anything he does as exactly. well. Like it's so important. You just like I've heard you say it before. Play players where you like in whatever system. Sign whoever you like. Recruitment side of things. You just trust him. You've got sole trust. And you talk about that sort of alignment with the fans and sort of the first thing he mentions in every post match is about the fans. We were talking about it pre-game yesterday. I was talking about it with Simon, and we were sort of saying that's so important to have that relationship because we never had that with Gerard. It was never there, even when we had that mini, mini bounce, and it was mini at the start. That Palace game, that Brighton game, that connection was never there. It was always a little bit prickly, wasn't he, Gerard? And about you know 
conference in press conferences and things like that. He was just a little bit prickly. So the fact that Emery's got this relationship so fast, some people might think, oh, the relationship isn't that important if he wins games. But I think it is. I think it's so crucial that him, the fans, we're all aligned. We're all going in the same direction. The only way is up. And that, that's so important for me. Yeah, I think you're right about Gerard. Look, it, it, it didn't work. It was, it was rubbish throughout the whole, the whole time, really, bar, bar the start. From the, from the second half last season when he brought his own players in, mm. We just started to get worse, and that that cycle continued throughout his, the rest of his tenure at, at the club. And there was always the Liverpool thing as well. He he'd come out, and I don't think he meant everything that he said, but he'd say stupid things like yeah. Chelsea should be wiping the floor with <laughs> us, you know, saying stuff like that. It's never gonna align you with with the fan base. No. Emery says all the right things, mm. and he's done that from from minute one. And even if you look at the first game he came in, Manchester United at home. The improvement immediately was, was ridiculous. Villa hadn't beaten Manchester United at home since I was 10. 27 years. I'd never seen it. It's crazy. So he, to, to have come in and beat them really comfortably that <laughs> yeah, day, wasn't, first game. Wasn't a smash and grab, was it? No. Battered you, you just knew, right, okay, we, we, we could be onto something yeah, here. Yeah. And he's, 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 he's just managed to keep it going. He's, he is a special, special man. I, I love the way he talks as well. You can just yes. tell that he, that he gets it. And yeah. sometimes you think it needs to be like a Villa man like Dean Smith, for mm. example. To, to get it, this shows actually it, it doesn't. And yeah. the owners deserve great credit for what they've done because we were in an awful position, but they reacted to, to what was going on and they got in the best manager they could possibly get in. And I was, I was speaking to my dad yesterday at the, the, at the game. You know, you look at the, mid, the midfield yesterday. So you've got the four across there. Kamara, who, who's been pretty good mm. ever since he came in. Louise McGinn and Ramsey in that midfield, they were the midfielders that were playing under yeah. Gerrard. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he was picking them and he couldn't get a tune out of them. Midfield mm-hmm. was our weakest area. Yeah, it was. Those three yesterday, probably our th- three best players in the game. <laughs> two, two assists for Ramsey. Yeah. McGinn's just been so, so consistent over the over the back end of the season. And Douglas Louise has been mm-hmm. our player of, of the year. That that absolutely speaks volumes. The improvement in every player. that It shows what a good coach he is. Yeah, Gerard, Gerard could, could never get anything out of any of them. And should we talk about yesterday then? How was your day? How was your day? Because going into the game, I think we kind of, we kind of felt. I was never really in doubt. I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game because Brighton have had an incredible season. They deserve all the credit. But the fact they'd already got Europa League, you know, with that point against Man City in the week, I kind of felt at Villa Park as well. It was never really in doubt for me going into it. Predicted a win. Started fast as well for me. That was so important. We I said to so many people, get that early goal with the atmosphere. We'll be we'll be we'll be sweet, and we got the early goal. And it was it was it, we, I say it was comfortable for ninety minutes, but it was pretty pretty routine, wasn't it? it, it we were pretty good. I didn't feel it was it really. Was, it was pretty routine. No, in, in, I, no. I just think in that in that Liverpool game, we, they talk about the ten minutes added time, and everyone's like, oh, ten minutes. Oh, we so saw that out very well. The Liverpool. I game. I don't think it was that different, especially in the second half. I thought we would like Martinez. He made what one one on one save in the yeah, second Martinez half. Yeah, Martinez didn't have much had, to do. They had a lot of offsides, whatever. I, I don't know. I always felt we'd get over the line. I did too, but through the week, I felt really confident because at the moment, I'd back us to beat anyone yes, at, home. at home. And something that's got overlooked is that seven in a row wins Seven in home. a row, conceding two goals, and one of them was a dodgy penalty. I mean, how, how good's that? Like, that is, again, the, the, the records and stuff that Emery's created since he's been here There's already. a new one every week, isn't yeah, there? It's bonkers. It's, I, can't, I can't understand how, how he's done it. <laughs> But he has he has transformed the team. It's the yeah, only word has. you can use. So I was I was watching the Dortmund game as I'm sure many people were mm-hmm. on Saturday. In their hands, yeah. they're at home. Yeah. You think Mainz have got nothing to play for? They're gonna they're gonna win the league. We here. saw it in Peterborough yeah. Sheffield Wednesday yeah. as well in football. You, you just can... think Dortmund are gonna win the league here? So I was watching that, 
And then they, they went 1-0 down off a set-piece goal, yeah. missed a penalty. Next thing, they're 2-0 down. They can't finish anything to, to <laughs> save their lives. And you're thinking, they're in that position where it's in their yeah. hands and they've just gone to pieces. So that, that made me a little bit yeah. nervous. And then I got to Villa Park. And once the game starts, you're okay, aren't you? Because you're, yeah. you're in your happy you place. Can see it. <laughs> you're, in your pla- you're in your place where yeah. you've been so many times in your life. It just feels comfortable. Mm. Yeah, you're happy to be there. And, and, and we did start really well. But Brighton are a very good team. They made so they made a lot of changes. Rested a lot of their probably better players. Yeah. Mitoma was on the bench, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. was on yeah, the bench. Yeah. Dunk, who's yeah. been a big part of their defence. So fluid. Stupian didn't, yeah. didn't start. So you're thinking, okay. But they just still play really good football. They're still they still they really the same good. against Wolves, didn't they? They rested Matoma, McAllister in that game. Yeah. They battered Wolves six 0 I know Wolves are Wolves are Wolves. They got they're battered five nil the next season, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's issues with FFP with Wolves, but who cares? Their um, manager will go. <laughs> but it was it was just one of them yesterday for me. Like I know Brighton were fluid and they moved the ball so well and they look a a good side. But I, I think if they had something to play for, it would have been a different game. I think their fans weren't their fans weren't asked. I mean, when they scored, it was like a pre-season goal. Like they, they weren't asked. I think that if, if they if they were up for it and they actually had something to play for, I think it would have been a little bit difficult for Villa. But getting that early goal, I was okay. I don't know whether yeah. that was the alcohol or whatever. But Possibly. I, I was okay. I hadn't drank, so... Okay, that's probably my, a factor then. My home game experiences are very different to my away game experiences. Because yeah. away games, I'm on my, on my own or with you or with whoever <laughs> whoever I go with. Home games, obviously, with my dad. Yeah, true. So I had to drive my dad to the ground and, and look after him. At the game, so my home different. game experience is, is is very different. So I'm watching it with like a, a clear mind. <laughs> it wasn't like I was having 15. No, points, no, I know, so. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I know you're not really like that anyway, are you? But well, I just thought Brighton in the first half they they looked dangerous. We were playing that that somewhat high line again, yeah. and I felt we did, did worked really well against Spurs. Mm. But I did think Brighton were on the precipice of breaking it yeah, quite, quite a, a, a number of times. of times. The linesman couldn't get anything right to save his life. I mean, he, he got the goal right. To be, oh, no, did he, no did he didn't. He disallowed. He got his uh, flag up for the goal. Yeah. And, then the, and then he let the ones go yeah. that, were, that weren't goals. The linesman just had an absolute Mate, nightmare I, I, Me and Simon talk about referees and linesmen so much on this podcast. I, I didn't enjoy the referee yesterday, I've got to say. No, horrendous. But just, just I, I don't know why I need to say it again, but just when it's close... That's like okay, I get it, but when it's so obvious, why do you do it? There's got to be a rule change in the summer. Absolutely, for that, I mean, gee, it's ridiculous. Both sets of players, it was the same in the Tottenham game. Both sets of players, both sets of fans hate it. Like, I don't get it when it's close, fine, but when it's so obvious, yeah. The one thing I will say in that passage, there were some absolute bodies on the line defending Cash, Mings, Martinez. Like it was, it was just great to see. And one thing I think again, another thing that's slightly been overlooked. I saw Stato tweet about. I thought Luca Dean. That's probably the, one of the first times he started a game at Villa Park since we've been really good, mm, and he true. looked and he looked better. Greg bought that the other week on eighteen seventy four, so it's unfair to judge Luca Dean yeah. because he hasn't played in this team since Villa have been good. And I actually thought he was good yesterday. He was very good against Liverpool, but you're right at home as well. He was getting forward he had a bit more pace than I thought he had yesterday. As well, isn't it? Is that it's confidence? Be coming into a good team. That exactly. is so important. That is. That's going to make the world of difference. Of course, it is. So I think. I'll stick around next season, and that means we haven't Villa, got a choice, have we? Villa are well stocked at left back. We'll yeah, probably yeah. come on to the the other side, but mm. you know, Villa, we we don't need major surgery in the summer, no. and there won't be major surgery in the summer. Mm. I think we'll sign five players in the in, in the summer. What do you reckon they'll be then? Well, big five, big or a couple of minor ones, three statements. I think signings, four big, and yeah. one will be a backup keeper. Yeah, I think. Oh Jesus, backup keeper. So I think is first thing I the do. backup keeper will will come in. I don't know who that would be, but the, maybe one or two goalkeepers actually. Because obviously Steers ended up returning. Yeah, Sinisalo still there. There's no good a young player being a third choice keeper. But is he that? He's been around for a while. He's had a but couple. Of but loans. he isn't going to learn anything being third choice keeper. He needs True. to go and play somewhere. True. And if you're in Europe as well, you need 
three keepers. So this is something that we've never even had to think about, like squad registration and yeah, things like that. True. So many of the teams that are in Europe, they have like Scott Carson type goalkeeper, <laughs> Rob Green. You know, they have yes. those type of goalkeepers. We get Ben Foster, he's available. We'll get yeah. him. <laughs> we, we, we will probably need an experienced third choice yeah, yeah. as well. Someone yeah. who will be good in the dressing room. Mm. Someone that has got European, sorry, not European experience, like Premier League experience. Yeah, as well. yeah. that's, for example, someone like, someone like Alex McCarthy from Southampton, yeah, for show, example. Yeah, Wisehead. Someone like that's coming as third choice. Yeah. So I'm not counting that as a proper signing. But Fair enough. We'll sign a centre-back. Mm. I think Chambers will, will move on. Do you reckon that'll be someone to rival sort of Diego Carlos Conte and Mings? Because... I know you've, we've got Europe and stuff, but four sort of similar level. That's, you reckon what, that's that, what you need. Yeah, I get that all pushing each other. What did you drop Conza to the bench potentially? I'd back a La Liga centre back. Pal Torres is a shout. There'll be a mid, a central midfield player who can possibly do a job wide, like like McGinn and I think Ramsey, with, like with, these, and Ramsey with these players, they'll all be sort of hybrid. They won't be. Yeah. He's a set defensive midfielder. We talk about first thing we'll probably do, apart from a second choice keeper, is a winger. But it'll probably be a hybrid striker winger. You probably yeah. see a couple of them. That's just Emery's. But way, there isn't will it? be a striker arrive as well. They're what does that mean for Watkins? Sometimes he'll play with him. Sometimes he'll be on the bench. You've got you've got to have a squad when you're playing Thursday Sunday. You've just got to. Yeah. And if we plan to go all the way, and Emery will want to do well in the other cups as well. True. You absolutely have to have a squad. Mm. So goalkeeper, centre back. Hybrid central midfielder slash midfielder that will play wide, Gwen like McGinders, someone like someone like. That. I don't think it will be Gwendozy now. Oh, after be, after being convinced, right? I'm not sure it will. be. Depends how they're going to spend the budget. If they can get a midfielder on yeah. a, a central midfield player on a free, which mm. there's one that's been talked about yes. quite heavily. Yeah, they're not going to go and get Gwendozy, and then that money would be used to get. There'll be a Bailey Troyore type player. Yeah, Troyore is probably going to be off, isn't it? One of Bailey or Troyore will go. I don't think Bailey will go. And then there'll be a, a forward player. Mm. Archer will come back into it. I think Archer will stay. The, the club as well. So it's not like we need major surgery, yeah. but we'll be bringing in players that are, are first team ready. So people that are instantly going to come in and, and change the first team. I thought yesterday a telling thing towards the end of the game was, you know, some of the players started to look a little bit tired. Mm. We only made one sub yesterday. I thought that. That was very interesting. We don't have the, the quality mm. to bring off the bench. I mean, Brian were bringing, Brighton were bringing on good players <laughs> to come and to come and sit try and get yeah. nick a goal and get and get themselves back into the into the game get I think themselves be, back level yeah we, we didn't talk, have that yeah we talk about it a lot where it would be sort of the players who are in the first team now would drop down to the bench like a leon bailey for example yeah like a buendia for example those who are sort of on the cusp week in week out that sometimes drop out they will probably drop down to the bench and you'll see someone to replace buendia someone to replace leon bailey but they'll still be massively involved yeah. won't they sometimes louise will be on the bench if we sign a central midfield yeah, yeah. player sometimes kamara We'll be on the bench. You know, that, be fluid. That's what that's what you need. Yeah. You, you can't. We, we will struggle with your with the Europa League football. Sorry, Europa League football. If, if we if we don't have a squad. And the other thing is, Emery just knows how to manage that. He knows the numbers we'll need. Did you see that thing that uh, I saw a clip of Leon Bailey this week saying that yeah, Unai it. Emery makes every single player in the squad feel like they're involved. You mentioned the word family. He just made it seem that everybody's involved and no one's going to get upset over game time. And like Unai Emery high fives everyone after every goal. I just love that. It's the little things. And it's nice to hear that players who drop down to the bench, sometimes you won't expect. Like a Kamara sometimes will be on the bench or a Louise player of the season. They're not going to get upset. They're not going to get disheartened. So raise the quality of the squad. Only way is up. Yeah. I mean, you get injuries through the season exactly, as well. Exactly. Really, we've been... 
I say we've been fortunate. That's not really true. Second half of the season, if anything had happened to Watkins, yeah, Watkins that would that would have cost us. He's big. got a good injury uh, record, hasn't he? Watkins touch wood, but that was lucky. But that would have cost us. That's the it? difference. Yeah, Durant was not wasn't on the bench yesterday. I don't no, think, that was, was he, he was must, there, but he wasn't he, on the bench. He must have had an injury mm. so, to, to have not been on the bench yesterday. But we would have, that would have killed us yeah. if anything had happened to him. Even if something had probably happened to Mings, mm. that that would have killed us. Yeah, it would have been as, 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 as well because. You know, Carlos obviously hasn't been... Fit. We've been unlucky that Carlos and Kamara, who were big big mm. signings for us in the summer, between them, they've probably missed 80% of the season. Yeah. But like, they've missed... Kamara's missed a lot of That's, games, yeah. and Douglas um, and uh, Diego Carlos has, has missed a lot of games. So, I guess it's the same players that were playing last, se- yeah. last season. I mean, look at the defensive two, for example. Mings and, and Konza, they're the ones that started when we got promoted. We were talking about this yesterday. I was talking about it with my mate, and we were saying... People talk about the recruitment that first season and, and Suso and all of this, but you look at it, you're not going to get everyone right, but it's bloody good. Like, you look at Nakamba getting promoted with Luton, you'll get a decent fee for him, for example, won't you? Yeah. Um, Jean Bidace, I don't know whether we will. Example. He won't be, won't be big for Nakamba. No, I'm not saying big, but you won't make a profit on him. Would you pay for him, like 11, 11, 11 million? million? You won't yeah. make a profit on him, but you still get a, a fair chunk of that back. Five, five plus? He's only got a year on his contract. Oh, it's only a year, but yeah, I reckon you'll get five. He'll go. He'll go to Luton 100. percent I'd be. I'd be almost certain he'll be playing for Luton in the but Premier we, League next I've, season. I've talked about it before as well. You need. You can't just splash the cast constantly. You need to. No. You need to get some money back for that. I think Philogene Bedice is a good one as well. He's had a good season at Cardiff. Get a million for him, for example. Just just these little things as well. Um, a couple of other loan players as well. Irubinum. You think he'll come back into it because there's so many more games as well. I think you are going to see these, these sort of players come in. Cam Archer is the one for me. He'll be I, back. I always think, what what more can he do? Cam Archer, like he's done it a couple of times, wherever he's been, he's done it. Villa wouldn't, I don't think, let him go without him ever having a chance. 100%. Because, because They're he, so rare goal scorers. Greg what? always says this. If he was, let's say he'd been playing for Middlesbrough in the Championship, mm. Premier League teams would be looking All at over him, him now saying, we should maybe look at bringing him in yeah. a team that just been promoted, for, for example. Yeah. We will have a hell of a lot of games next season, and I would expect you know when you're playing a, a not a nobody team, that's not the right phrase, but you know a team you expect to be at mm. home in the group stage. Cameron Archer will be playing in those games the early round of the of the of I the League that. Cup. Yeah, I think Duran will go on loan. I think he's got to. He looks so so incredibly raw, doesn't he? Just going. He's I'm, got something though. I think yeah, he's got of course something. he has. Of course he has. He's a big bully, but he's incredibly raw. You know, he hasn't he hasn't scored yet. I know he's only played five minutes here, five minutes there, but to go and play games because even at Chicago he didn't play a lot, did he? No, he's not got much much first team football in his in in the tank no, so far. But you, like you said, you can tell there's something about him. Yeah. Which Wouldn't I surprised like. me if he went to Portugal and I can't ever say the name of the team. Just go Vitoria. They're in the conference league, aren't That'll they? That'll be interesting. We could end up, we Is could that end even up allowed in... though? Because I know someone like Not if you've sure. got stakes in both clubs, I don't know if we like uh, v, is it V Sports? Is that what it's, is that, yeah, what, is that what we're going under? I think they've got less than fifty percent. I don't know if that makes a difference, but that'll be interesting if we go there. Yeah, no, be a nice little trip, wouldn't it? I looked at the list of, of, of teams yesterday, and uh, some big teams in there. They, mate. They're in a Juventus are in Juventus. there. Juventus, but then you got like what is it TNS that team from Wales? Like, yeah, I mean, there's no guarantees there. they'll they'll qualify. Nah, but, but it's just like oh, you can hype up. Hey, we'll go into Juventus. The thing and I'm then most worried about is Rapid Vienna. Oh, don't! I can't be dealing with that. I mean, it would be funny if we got them. They, they your nightmare returns again. They caused us absolute <laughs> carnage at Rapid Vienna. We just they had a real hex over yeah, us for two, for two years in a row. We just couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't get past them. Imagine if we pulled them out again. That'd be fun. I think Ajax because Ajax finished third, didn't they? In the... I think they might. I didn't see them on the list that I saw this yeah. morning. Yeah, there was sort of a, a list going around. I think Villa are in pot two, and there's some there's some decent sides in there. Can we talk, I tell you what, I don't want to talk about the 
You know, everyone loves the Champions League music. Have you heard the Europa League music? I love it. I do. I was, it mate, is I, I, this is the saddest. This is the saddest I'll download, thing. I downloaded it last night. I was listening downloaded to it. Downloaded it. It's on your playlist. Before, yeah. I, before I went to bed, there's like a 22 second version. Make sure, oh I, make sure I get the right one. This is incredible. Hopefully, we don't get copyrighted for the old uh, Europa Conference League music. <sighs> Imagine this at Villa Park. <laughs> what is an absolute banger? It's a butt, mate. I'd argue it's better than the Champions League music. I love it, Ida. It's so sad. But you can think about being at Villa Park now with that plane. Oh, mate. This isn't a dream anymore. This is going to happen next season. Like, imagine some Norwegian Vikings rocking up to Villa Park on a Thursday with this belt out. Oh, man. I can't wait for that. It's been I, so long since we were in Europe. I think it's a different level now because I was looking at that team that played Rapid Vienna. That was horrible, by the way. Awful team. But do you know how <laughs> yeah. many people were at Villa Park then? It wouldn't have been a lot. 20,000? Yeah. I just think it's a different level now. Be more than double that, and because we won't, I don't. That was random. Like Twenty thousand. That's a bit strange. I think what happened, if I remember correctly, was so when I, when I was a kid, Villa were always in Europe, so mm. I would have gone taken for granted. I guess it, it was straight away. It was just knockouts in those yeah. days. And there's some big games at Villa mm. Park. The ninety-seven, ninety-eight run when Tails was playing and Stan Collymore scored that goal against Atletico yeah. Madrid. Villa played Bordeaux. They played Atletico Bilbao, Atletico Madrid. Who else did we play? I can't remember. I think Bill any, Bauer in the Conference League. Any, anyway, we played. We played. You know, you're playing yeah, good European yeah. teams, and at that time, the level between the Premier League and those teams wasn't really big. True, it was all level. So you play these two legged ties. It was it was brilliant. But again, I got used to it. It was just what just what what we did, yeah. and then we fell away from it a little bit. And then under O'Neill, we just didn't take it seriously. Because we were so focused on going for the top four. Yeah. I, I, I hate that, by the way. People before Sunday were saying, oh, you know, I'd rather get eighth and we don't have that European football. You know, we don't have a big squad. It's like, why would you want to finish outside of Europe to then focus on finishing in Europe? Like, you don't even know what's going to happen next season. So much can change. Tottenham will be better. Chelsea will be better. You know, you can't take this, this stuff for granted. I don't get that. My I, dad I said something strange in the car yesterday on the way home. He oh, yeah. said, um, and you wouldn't expect this from someone of his generation. Maybe it's because he's seen Villa win things. Yeah. So it's almost like he knows what it's like to win things, whereas we don't really. <laughs> he, um, he said he was worried about us playing in the Europa Conference League because he wouldn't want it to come at the expense of maybe trying to finish in the top four. But I was like... But if you win the Conference yeah. League, you get Europa League I was, and then Yeah, I said, I said if you offered me top four next season or to win the Europa Conference League... Conference League. I'd want to win the Conference League because yeah. I want us to win something. Yeah. The big teams win trophies. Yep. In we always talk about Villa being a big club, but big clubs win stuff. Yeah, in 10 years' time, no one's going to remember the fact that Newcastle finished top four this season yeah. and qualify for the Champions League. They're going to look back and say, did they win anything? Mm. It's like Manchester City. You know, they're brilliant, they're unbelievable, but they're the best team in the world at, yep. at the moment. And they win the Premier League, and I think they'll probably just continue to win the Premier League because mm. they're that good as long as, as, long as Pep's there. Yeah. But the thing that always gets leveled back at them is that they haven't won the one trophy, yeah. the Champions League. Yes. So I just think, oh yeah, I mean, I'll probably, oh, I don't know. Give actually. it a week. I don't know, I don't know, actually. I really, oh man, I'd I love really, it if Inter did I that, really that's don't a different know. story. That's I a different really, story. really don't know, you know. <laughs> um, but... I want to look back and say that, that we've won things. And if you ask the players as well, I'm sure they all want to play in the Champions League. Mm. They also want a medal around the neck. 100%. I didn't... Like, when we won the playoff final, I wasn't as maybe buzzing as maybe people who are younger would, would have been. I was pleased because I wanted to be back in the Premier League. But I didn't feel like we'd won a trophy. No, 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 like no, 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 no. All it said to me was... I was relieved. Yeah, we're back it, in the we're back in the Premier League. It, was it, was, it wasn't this feeling of elation that like, we'd done really well. No. I enjoyed it, and you know, the ten games in a row was brilliant. 
and we'd, we'd been so bad before then mm. as well. But it was. Relief. I want us to win something. Yeah, I want to yeah. see us win a trophy because I've said this so many times now. Everywhere I've been on, Villa haven't won anything since 1996. Mm. Again, when I was young, we won a trophy when I was eight. We won a trophy when I was ten, mm. and then. When I was 12, we got to the FA Cup final and lost. Yeah. So that, it, at that time, it just felt like every few years, Villa, got, Villa got 50% chance of winning yeah. a trophy. And then was it 2010, the next time that we got to a final? Yeah, and, then, then and that really yeah. should have been a trophy that day that, against yeah. Manchester United. It really should have been. That sending off was a... Do- the vintage didn't get sent off was an absolute disgrace. And I probably still think about that every day, as I'm, as I'm sure my son does. We then had the Tim Sherwood final and we got pummeled. Our final by, was the by, semi that year. By our, so the semi was brilliant. Probably, yeah. my, probably one of my favourite games ever. But we were done after that. We were, nev- we were never... We got battered. Oh, we were, it was just two different levels of football. That was my team. first cup final that I went to yeah. and it was horrendous. It and was then we lost all the, play, all the good players in that, yeah. in that team. And then and we, we got done. relegated. We and the league, we are. Even the league cup final under Dino... I didn't realistically think we were, I, I said this we were to ever going to win the game. Like, we went to um, Wembley a couple of weeks ago to watch Halifax versus someone in like the FA Trophy final, whatever it was. And I was saying, can you imagine coming here in the FA Cup with Villa and it not being against like Man City or something? We were saying, oh, wouldn't it be sweet if we could play like West Ham or something in the FA Cup final? But again, if we get to a Cup final now... Always fancy us. Unai Emery, Cup final specialist. Oh, you just think... We'll do, we'll, we'll do it. I found it quite interesting yesterday, actually. And this is such an irrelevant little thing that probably... Everyone's forgotten even happened in the game. Right? Mm. So what I like about Emery is it's almost like an element of surprise for the opposition because you never know yes. what he's going to do. Sometimes they'll sit deep and do that six at the back thing. Mm. Sometimes they'll play a high line. Sometimes they'll start fast yeah, like yeah. they did against Newcastle. Sometimes yeah. they'll start slow. I like that element of surprise. And early on in that Brighton game when it was nil-nil, we got a throw in. We haven't seen the Matty Cash long throw for a couple <laughs> of years. But obviously yeah. we could have been utilising yeah. that all season. But he's almost like he saved it. Well, we'll, we didn't do it again to be fair mm. it was almost like it was saved to try and get us the get us the first goal yeah, I just yeah. think that element of surprise is such a unique thing oh, it's so it's so interesting Pep does it a little bit yeah because it's, it's the polar opposite of what we were seeing at the start of this season it was like the same thing rolled out yeah, every week because he doesn't know what to do you know you turn up you know exactly what you're going to see you go home you go, go next week you know exactly what you're going to see it's going to be crap but you turn up every week now at Villa Park or away and you know it's going to be different you know you're going to see something else you know that the opposition aren't going to know what you're going to throw at them so it's so refreshing like you said it feels like it's two or three four seasons rolled into one that Bournemouth game first game of the season Jesus that feels like a long time ago where Gerald was making these comments about Mings he needs to look me in the eye and all this nonsense it's crazy how far we've come how many teams do that how many teams get promoted four years later they're in Europe and even in one season they've turned it around as much as we have this year I think it's incredible I don't think we get the credit we deserve I think it's been I think we're starting to now I think for weeks and weeks this season we were really going under the radar people people weren't talking about us and then we beat Newcastle Mm. which is my favourite game of the season definitely my favourite game of the season and I thought the atmosphere was brilliant yesterday, but I still think the Newcastle game. I was, I was expecting the atmosphere to be a little bit better. I thought it was great. I did, but I thought Newcastle picked it. Yeah, I think yeah, that Newcastle one. I know it was sort of we were playing with that freedom. I don't think there was still any real expectation. But I mean, not that I'm bothered about yesterday. But you're right; it was probably down to nerves. Yeah, d- but that <laughs> you know th- that Newcastle game was. I've completely forgotten what my original. Yeah, original sorry, point I was. It's, it's fine. I've completely <laughs> forgotten what the, what the original point was. But that game it was, oh, that was so good. 
Yeah. So, so good. Yeah, we did our player, we did our awards and stuff and we said that was the game of the season. We recorded it obviously before Brighton. We were saying Brighton probably pips it. I don't know. I still probably go with that Newcastle one for game of the season. Easy. Yeah. No, it's not. It's probably one of my favourite games ever. It's probably my top five games of Villa Park ever. We just took the piss that day, didn't we, essentially? We just absolutely just that, took the piss. It was just like Newcastle were, had won five in a row when they came to Villa Park. They yeah. were obviously looking good for the Champions League at that point and were having a really, really good season. Mm. They just Isak had just come back, hadn't they? Yeah. They just got back to their got back to their best Newcastle. They were playing really well again. And we just blew them away. I don't think it was down to them being bad either. I just think it was... No, they couldn't live with us. No, they New, couldn't live with us. Newcastle fans, they say, you're the best team we've yeah, played, yeah, played this season. You absolutely so ta- tactically outclassed us. Mm. We, could, we couldn't live with you. Mm. And to hear people saying that about Villa, oh, it's that's lovely, just never it? been said. Gerard being innovative for him was swapping the side Ramsey and McGinn played on. Yeah, that was See the most. Happens. That was the most innovative tactical <laughs> thing that, that that we did in the in, in the oh, first man. part of the season, wasn't yeah. it? We just we just remember that a lot. Forest away, Leeds away against ten men. Oh, God, no, I mean, no. if we'd have just picked up a couple more points from games under him, yeah. we'd have qualified for the Europa League. Yeah, man, it's crazy, isn't it? It's Everyone's crazy. raved about Brighton, right? This and rightly so because they mm. are brilliant. We've finished a point behind them, basically giving them a twelve-game head start. Yeah. Hundred percent, and and we, we we me and Simon have mentioned it as well. Deserby went into a side that was already on the up. They won. They won three or four of their first games. Yeah, they? they were flying. They, they were already doing really well. I know he's probably taken them to a slightly new level. He's but they a were great s- manager. Yeah, he is. But Emery, I've never seen anything like it. Like to go from that to that, it's polar opposite. It's incredible. I I think he's. I don't know. I think Eddie Howe would probably still win manager of the yeah, season I for agree. me. But I, I don't. I think he'd probably be a second, hundred percent. He'd be in the top three, wouldn't he? I think he'd be second. Go on, put your neck on the line. Who, who, I think people talk about the Bournemouth uh, manager and stuff. Okay, done a brilliant job, but he's, he's not on the. It's not on the same level. I, I'd give it Eddie Howe because I didn't envisage Newcastle would qualify. Yeah, for the me Champions too. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by that basis, I didn't envisage Villa would qualify for Europe even starting flat at the start exactly, of the season. Everyone's exactly. zero. Same was probably second. You're right. Then maybe Gary O. Gary O'Neill third. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Arteta. I just think they fell away quite badly mm. at, at the end, and that in the end they got they got Champions League qualification, which you'd have maybe said at a push they could mm. have they could have done. Emery has taken us into a completely different level that I didn't think was capable. Yeah, it's with the same players yeah. as well. The difference as well. I hate harping on about Gerard, but I do think it, <laughs> I do think it's all relevant. Yes, so you look back to you look back to last season when he got the job. He's saying straight away, I need new players. These players, excuses, aren't, excuses. these players aren't good enough. Yeah. We get to January. He splurges on Coutinho. Luca well, we got him on low. Splurge on Luca Dean. A lot of money. And he says, I need these big players. Mm. And he was backed. And he was almost just trying to force it and yeah. try and build a team by just spending money. Yeah. Emery's the polar opposite of that in January where he's saying, if we can't get the players in that I think will improve us and that are better players, I don't want anyone. Yeah. So he brings in Moreno. At the time, I wouldn't have said that was a a pivotal area that we needed to improve on. No, 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 no. It's a surprise, wasn't back. it? I mean, Augustin said at left back wasn't great as a back as a backup in all honesty. about him. Yeah, that was he, this season. Yeah, he wasn't brilliant, was it? <laughs> but I wouldn't have said it was a priority of what, no. of, what of what we needed. But Moreno came in, and just for Emery's style of football, mm. he helped transform the team. Really, yeah, in the way Same. we play, hundred percent. But then I do think Luca Dean was good yesterday. But I think maybe Moreno kind of shown him what Emery wants. They're very back. different, aren't they? They are very, very different. And obviously, with Moreno being injured, Luca Dean will obviously start get the full preseason and start the season, which I think's not ideal. But like you said, he's, he's been he's been good last couple of games. Hasn't but he? the original point is that Gerard would have just bought eleven players yeah. in the summer if he could have done thirty plus million. Look, I mean, when, Kamara, yes, but that's that's the only good thing he look, did. But look at what happened towards the end of the August window. So you know, Carlos got injured, which was unfortunate. There's mm. nothing Gerard can do about that, and that would have been a big blow to him. Yeah. 
So Bednarek comes in as an again Bednarek. Bednarek comes in as an emergency loan essentially. Yeah. But then we just signed Endonka for thirteen million. Gerard didn't use him. He didn't have a clue. It's like this player signed, and the, man, the, plan? the manager just doesn't doesn't yeah. really want him. Yeah. Like he's yeah. really reluctant to use him. Then Docker played Emery's first game. Yeah. Then Docker then didn't really play for two months, but then came in. In fact, Newcastle game out of nowhere yeah, and just yeah. looks like he's been playing there the whole season. Yeah. And it's all these things that just separate Emery from from <sighs> everyone else. Different and class, mate. From like you speak to people who work at the club and are around the club and some of the players and ex-players and stuff and. Mm. Every one of them says the players absolutely love Unai. Yeah, even the interviews. love how he's working. Yeah, man. Oh, it's only good things, isn't it? It's yeah. only, only good things. And I love the bloke. That speech he did after the game yesterday. I mean, couldn't quite hear what he was saying because probably the PA system at Villa Park's crap. But just the Villa Park, the roar and like the sort of fist bump that yeah. um, Emery was doing towards the whole end yesterday. It was just, it was just a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful moment, man. I loved it. Like, like the club, there's certain things, right, at the club that will never change. So the thing, like PA system being rubbish. <laughs> like that was just... That's been the case my, yeah, my yeah. whole life. Yeah. It's just never going to change. Fine. We'll always be the last to bring out kids. Yeah. That, that, that just always. I hate that. That's my... That just... That just is fine. The, that just... The, yeah, that just people uh, listening, the dog's on me. He's oh, absolutely yeah. loving it. Yeah, Tebo's come, come alive. Hello, he's, mate. he's been fell asleep through the rest of the podcast, but uh, <laughs> he wants to sit on yeah, He's a big Emery fan, our mate yeah. Tebo. But, um, so like, there's certain things that will never change, will always be rubbish at. Emery's changed things on the football side that we've always been rubbish at. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's the you can't give him enough credit. Really. Already talks about the records and yeah. Back to the kit thing. I hate it when teams playing their new kit at the end City of the previous season. Liverpool have done it. Pa- did Palace do it yesterday? But, and their new kit's horrible. So, yeah, it's like uh, AFC uh, Richmond. That's an early shout for worst kit of the season already. Mm, I, I think their kit the season just gone oh, like was very one. good. Yeah, very. Oh, I like good. that. This new one's rubbish. Yeah, I'd like to see what it's Villa are going to do. Ball. Hopefully, because it's the second year of Castor, they're going to have a little bit more yeah, freedom. But we've got um, we've had sponsorship issues, haven't we? Because oh, so let's not talk about that new badge though by the way interesting I think it looks it looks classy I think with like with the training gear and stuff the new badge is going to look might look better on a kit but I don't like it standalone I think we could have done something well yeah it's basic isn't it I mean you could have I don't know god knows how much the club paid for for someone to design that I probably saw better ones on Twitter to be honest but I'm I'm coming around to it It, yes it's kind of basic and stuff but it now feels like the right time for a new badge 100% you know when Randy Lerner changed to that badge that you've got there it was the right time to change yeah I found, ironically, I found my proud history bright future scarf at my mum and dad oh, yesterday wow. before the game. Yeah. Wow, that is... I'd forgotten that even existed. Yeah, that is vile. Anyway, how were the old emotions after the game yesterday? Because, I mean, I was speaking to Simon. Simon says he's never cried at the football. He's a very, very cold man, is our pal Simon. But I I, I, had, a, I had a little, little... Did he cry, Simon? No, 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 he didn't. I'm oh, talking about me. He never, I'm saying Simon never cries. I think Simon was closer to crying on our night out the other, yeah, the, true, the, the other week than After he would have been at Villa Park. He slipped on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. I cried at West Brom away in the playoffs. That was, I that remember, was, I saw you. Yeah, that was a rough, there's rough photos of that. But I don't know, man, I was emotional after the whistle yesterday. I was, I, I was I, I was just in shock, I think. I don't, I, I haven't cried. I don't think hit me still properly. No. I think I, I, I didn't cry. <laughs> no, I, I didn't cry. I'm trying to think of times I've cried. I remember I cried when I was younger and John Gregory got the sack. I was really upset by that. That really rocked yeah. me when I was younger because I, I, I loved your world. Regular. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> I think I was crawling into what you left as well. That was my first like, real heartbreak of a yeah. player leaving. I'd yeah. never really seen that before. But I wasn't crying yesterday. As I say, I think I was just in shock about what had happened. But Lee, Lee who sits next to me, he's a bit old, only a little bit older than me. I could see he was get, he was getting mm. emotional. And if, if I see someone else getting emotional, yeah, that tends yeah. to that yeah. tends to make me emotional. Then after the game, I was with my dad and. Uh, little Gemma off Twitter and her dad and her dad's late seventies. Mm. He had tears streaming down his face because he was because he was just like I'm old and yeah. 
this is probably the last time I I I, I see Villa in, Villa in, yeah. in Europe. Roger Goldman said that on he said that on social media. So you're right though. It's so well. good for so many generations yeah. and for the younger generation that have never ever seen Villa in Europe. Like like me, I I started supporting Villa at like what ten or eleven. I've never seen us in Europe, so it's just a whole new experience for so many new Villa fans, young yeah. Villa fans. So bring it on, man. Yeah. yeah, just bring it on. It's going to be so fun. The summer's going to be a big one. Bring on preseason. You can have a lot of fun trips in preseason. A lot of fun trips in Europe next year. It's good times, man. Good we times. How, we just talk about how fickle my dog is. Fickle? What do you mean? Oh yeah, love like, it. I'll look after him all the time because, because he's blo- because he's blind. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of work with him. He gets gets a lot of care. And there's some. He, Does he think I'm you? He's been no, no chance. <laughs> we sat sat in the middle. He's been in the middle of us the whole podcast, and he's oh. decided he wants to sit on. Because I've been giving him attention throughout the podcast. He's been well, loving it. I've been concentrating on the on trying to get the well. Yeah, shout out to you, bro. By the way, if people are watching, you can see you can just about lovely see the dog. dog. Yeah, lovely best dog, dog in the world. Dog. Anyway, Dan, thanks very much for coming. I really enjoyed it. Really liked doing a podcast in person. Actually. Yeah, it's it's nice, isn't it? In person, it sort yeah. of flows a little bit better. So um, it's been good, mate. I we'll have to get you back on. Yeah, loved it. Thank you. And thank you very much for uh, letting us uh, film in Bardell HQ. Yeah. Got massive, massive estate you've got here. Gates like McCormack. What a, what, a, what a mansion you've got here. But yeah, thank you very much for letting us film inside. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching people on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. Leave a like on the video if you are watching on YouTube. And yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the villa.